As a consultant that's been doing this job for quite a while and also been working in-house with Chinese sellers, I can definitely tell you what works, what doesn't work, what is allowed, what is what's compliant, what is not. And let's talk about the major issues that new sellers or uh, intimidate sellers might have right now. I see a lot of sellers are very uncertain about what to do. Should I stop my PPC? Should I not even try to launch products? Well, this is this is not the case right now. You're listening to the Ecom Exits podcast with your host, Nate Ginsberg. Learn the best tips and tactics to improve profits, cash flow, and maximize your e commerce business value on the way to a successful exit. Welcome to the show. Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome back to the Ecom Exits show. It's your host, Nate Ginsberg, joined today by my friend, David Nicolucci, director Hello. at. We are Growth Hack. Pretty interesting. David worked with some of the biggest Chinese Amazon operations, just straight up top sellers on Amazon, Sun Valley and Aoki out of China, has then took that experience and now is helping other sellers um, and has also been featured in some of the major media, had some, I mean, a lot of press around some things with BuzzFeed, Wall Street Journal, and recently on Channel 4 in the UK. And so really excited to have him on. David, thanks for joining us. Hey, Nave. How are you doing? Well, that was a great introduction. <laughs> Better. <laughs> yeah, well, so maybe first kind of share, you know, with me and the listeners, what's all this press about? Well, first thing that I actually did since I started my consulting agency in Hong Kong for Amazon sellers was to actually write a huge-ass article about the secret behind the success of Chinese Amazon sellers. And that was really, really big. It's around 10,000 words. And what I did, I pretty much gave to the readers what they really wanted to know. I gave to this Amazon seller community, especially, especially people in the West, the exact information they were looking for, because I realized that more and more of my potential clients and leads wanted to know why Chinese sellers were so good. Starting from this article, I started gaining a lot of exposure because this article was shared in a lot of podcasts and groups, and a lot of people just wanted to know more. So that's when then the Wall Street Journal contacted me. We, we did work on some pieces together and then the BuzzFeed News contacted me because I wrote actually a follow-up article about black hats. I remember sharing this with a lot of groups, a lot of people. I was also going to do some speech at international conferences. So they found me and they put my name there. The funny thing is that my name was right at the beginning of the article, right after Jeff Bezos' name. So I had, I had a very good exposure, say. And then from that, I just got more and more requests of big and small media wanting to know about this black hat. And yeah, the most recent was this Channel 4 UK. The first big article that you put together, you say, got traction about why are Chinese sellers so good? And I mean, I think a really interesting and kind of unique experience, you know, working with some of the biggest Chinese sellers. And so like, what can you share from that experience? What allows them to be so successful? I originally wrote this article in back in 2017. And I have to say, now things are changing because, well, the West is catching up. They are, you know, trying to, to catch this fast pace of Chinese sellers. Sellers around the world are becoming smarter, uh, not only from the US or Europe, but from all around the world. We have a big community of uh, sellers from, from Israel, for example, or Jewish seller. I think they are some of the best sellers in the world. So they are understanding. And um, yeah, actually, my position 
I I wouldn't say that I was the only one having to to have worked with Chinese cells, but I probably have been the the first one and the only one to literally write in detail everything they were doing. So, you know, Chinese sellers are naturally closer to the supplier because everything is made in China or actually was made in China, especially until 2017. Now we see a bigger differentiation of the supply chain in terms of where the products are coming from. So we see Vietnam, Cambodia, etc. Proximity to your supplier. Also, not only in terms of space, but also in terms of uh, culture, the, what you can negotiate with your supplier. The biggest part actually comes from their culture. Uh, this highly competitive culture of Chinese people, even when they are very, very young, they just want to you know, make money somehow. And they don't care also of breaking the rules. And here we come to some extent, we, we come to, to the black hat. And then this black hat topic has always been super hot. So I had to make an entire new blog post of 10 more thousand, thousand words about this black hat word, explaining what was going on. Creative ways of doing marketing that we, for example, wouldn't, wouldn't use. I remember that when I first joined Sun Valley Tech in 2014, that was also the, the start uh, pretty much of crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter, Indiegogo. So for, for most of the, of the Chinese sellers, it was a quite normal thing, for example, to launch a product on Amazon and on Kickstarter at the same time, or on Kickstarter right before launching on Amazon. And it didn't make sense for a Western seller because why would you launch a product that's, uh, on Kickstarter if you're already a big company, if you already have the potential of creating this product on a mass scale, you know, it doesn't make sense. But for them, it did because it's, it was free exposure at that time. And it's sort of testing the market. And now, actually, more and more sellers are using this strategy because it actually works. So this, this is just an example. But there are other things that if you're interested, I mean, if anyone is interested, they can just go on the website, go on my blog. I definitely suggest to read all of those articles. They are super detailed. I try to tend to update uh, them every year. You're right. This black hat topic, it's a hot issue that people want to know about. And so what, what are some of the tactics that seeing, uh, you know, on the black hat side, not that we're recommending anyone do these, but uh, just for their yeah. <laughs> understanding of what, what people are doing. Like, can you share some examples of, yeah, what, what you saw? Have seen? Yeah. So actually what the media is more concerned with. So I remember... I was preparing for this interview with Channel 4 and they were actually, they didn't really care about the other black hat strategies that I was telling them. They were mostly trying to focus on the, on the reviews, on the fake reviews. And I think that the fake reviews is probably still now number one issue when it comes to black hat because it really shows the face of the product and it really shows you how easy it is to manipulate people to believing that something is what is what is not or that people said what they never said or that a product has got a certain rating, but it's most of it is, is not true. You know, most of the ratings are not true. So I would say that definitely fake reviews, both in a positive and in a, in a negative way. It was a very big thing in, uh, back in 2018, uh, listing hijacking. Oh my God, that was, that was terrible. So <laughs> if you were making a decent amount of sales, you, you would see your listing hijacked, your, your, your sales hijacked. Someone else were getting your buy box and then they were getting your sales and there was no way for you to get rid of them. Amazon was super slow at that moment. Having your brand registered didn't, didn't help that much at that moment. Now things are changing. Then, you know, you have upvotes, you have very easy ways of ranking your product. Page number one in one day or in two days. 
this is something that you can't even do with, with the tools that are considered like gray hat right now. Because for example, I think we will talk about that later, what agencies like mine do, we, we help sellers to rank faster, but we can't do that in one day, of course. So in order to have it in one day, you need the real black hat. And then you have stealing information, stealing information of other sellers, A9 reports. There was also a big thing 2017, 2018. There was a guy who was showing webinars on how to get this free information then he was selling to, to people. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that this guy, I mean, this, this has become like an urban legend. People say that he was showing this kind of service on a conference where in, I think it was in Seattle or in New York, I don't remember where, where there was actually an employee of Amazon. And then he started to have problems there. <laughs> that, that's very much Shocker. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've covered a wide range of things that people shouldn't do, um, <laughs> let's, let's kind of talk more about, you know, what people can do or should do and what's working. And, you know, I've, I've seen you recently, especially, uh, you know, sharing a, a lot of amazing content on different webinars and just really getting out there and, and sharing your experience of ranking products. And so, so yeah, what's, where should people start these days if they want to rank their products and doing it in more TOS compliant way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So let, let's start from the beginning. As a consultant that's been doing this job for quite a while and also been working in-house with Chinese sellers, I can definitely tell you what works, what doesn't work, what is allowed, what is what's compliant, what is not. And let's talk about the major issues that new sellers or uh, intimidate sellers might have right now. I see a lot of sellers are very uncertain about what to do. Should I stop my PPC? Should I not even try to launch products? Well, this is, this is not the case right now. Just, just keep selling as you were doing before. Maybe just lower your bids, etc. So in terms of ranking, let's say you're trying to launch a new product or you want to revamp the, the rank of, your, of the products that have been there for a while, but you know that they're not really using their full potential. So the first thing you need to make sure is that you have a very optimized listing. You need to contain all the keywords you want to rank for and all the most important keywords. For example, I was working on a client um, right this morning and he wasn't ranking for some of the keywords that were, that were very, very relevant because he had them on the A plus content on the image, but he didn't have them on the text, on the bullet points, on the titles. So I told him to, we need to re-optimize this listing. They didn't have you know, the right keywords and search terms on the back end. This is very important. You need to optimize everything, all the aspects that you can optimize of your listing. So that's the first thing. And of course, we're not talking about any black hat here. And the second thing that I suggest is always have your PPC uh, going and do it in a smart way. If you do a bunch of research online, there is a bunch of YouTube videos and blog posts on how to set up your campaigns on PPC. We also provide a very articulated and detailed PPC beginner's guide on our, on our blog. can actually learn how to structure PPC. It's not that hard. You need to start little by little. You, you don't even have to spend that much, you know, that much money if you want to do a good job. So have your listing optimized, the first thing. Have your PPC campaigns ongoing because today Amazon is actually a pay-to-play platform. Uh, there's nothing we can do about that. This is just the natural way that this kind of business is going to. And yeah, the third thing I would say, <clears throat> try to, to, to start using external traffic and some tracking links providers. For example, what we do, we have developed internally this strategy that was really a game changer for our clients. 
We are combining uh, listing optimization, PPC, we never stop PPC for any of the products of our clients, and external traffic pushed via Facebook that use some particular tracking links provided by Pixify Me. And we're really seeing incredible results. So the first thing is that your BSR will, uh, will fluctuate a little bit and then it will stabilize. It, it will go better and better for your product. And then your organic rank for particular keywords will also be, uh, be fixed. You will have a much better organic rank. When you have a better organic rank, you also have a better performance on PPC because of the attribution. So Amazon actually recognized that your, your product is, let's say in different words, is a better fit for that keyword or that keyword is a better fit for your product. So you will end up having a better performance also in your PPC. And that's the overall great benefit for the performance of your, of your product for the conversion rate. And then if you, if you push external traffic, that also helps you with conversion rates. So what I'm trying to say here is that all the ranking factors and methods for your product, they will benefit from this strategy that we really have seen a huge potential. We have seen a big growth in terms of sales and rank and a huge uh, decrease of PPC that we need for, for most of those products. So this is definitely something that any solution look at into right, should look into right now. And also about this, we did do some blog posts, uh, some guest blog posts also with Pixify. I recently did a YouTube video. It's on our channel, but you can definitely find it on, uh, on our website. The first thing that you mentioned is you got to get the keyword targeting right. Can you kind of walk us through that? Like what, what's your process? What tools do you use? What's the process to be able to identify the right keywords to target? Well, this is a very good end question <laughs> because this is the, probably the number one question of most sellers. Uh, let's say you're launching this new product or you had this product in the market. And once again, you recognize that they don't really exploit fully the potential. So what do you do? You know, most of the sellers would probably go use some, uh, some keyword tools like Helium 10 or Jungle Scout. Here, what I want to say is try to be careful. <clears throat> try to make a smart use of any tool because keyword tools, they take the information from huge amount of data. So what happens is that you have to customize it to your product. So you either know very well how to use that tool and how to, you know, distinguish their parameters because they have different parameters to organize your keywords or you will not get a good result. So I actually do most of the research internally. I'm not really a big lover of keyword tools. The first thing you can do is actually stay internally on Amazon, look at your competitors and try to, to identify products that are very similar to your product and try to see which keywords they are using and which keywords they are indexed for or they are ranking for. You can check your index in a very easy way, just copy and paste the, the ASIN of the product and then add the keyword. We also show how to do that. Or simply, you can let Amazon suggest your keyword for that product. And you have different ways. You, you can do it with the, with, the, with the search bar, or you can also do it by starting an automatic campaign or a, a, on PPC or a, a manual campaign where you, where you target broad keyword. This might be a little bit more expensive because you have to use some budget. But if you do have the budget, it's a very great way to research, keyword research for your product. I, I remember that something that we did uh, we actually also do this. This is a little hack on PPC for most of our sellers. 
is we, we let the campaigns go for a while and then we, we download the short-term reports. Of course, we try to optimize everything. We try to minimize the, the waste of budget and we see which keywords actually have the highest potential in terms of click-through rates. Because sometimes what happens is that that keyword might not have enough clicks or enough impression for a matter of attribution, but you see that it has a very high click-through rate. It means that few people have seen that ad, but the same people have clicked that ad. So if you have like 100% or 50% click-through rate, that's a very high kind of statistic for the keyword. And you can try to explore your potential for that keyword because somehow it was associated to your product. And then it's up to you to, to find out if, that, if it's actually a good keyword or not. You have different ways, but I suggest always try to do a smart job. Don't just try to, you know, skip your job and let a tool do it for you because most of the cases is not the right thing. And then you mentioned also that uh, you see people make that they don't put the keywords everywhere oh, yeah. they need to be. Once you find the right keywords, where do they have to go? Yeah, you know, so this is, I would say, a problem of underestimating the potential of the platform. You really have to put everything that you can in your content. It is front-end content listing and back-end. Yeah, the, the, the most recent example is this guy who wanted to rank for, uh, is actually one of my clients now, they, they wanted to rank for a keyword. They thought they would rank for that keyword, but they didn't even index for that keyword. So Amazon didn't associate because that keyword was only used in the A-plus listing. And now the A-plus listing is a very, it's a great place for, um, for you to, to explain the feature of your product, but you don't want to make a great job only in your A-plus listing, of course, in your EBC, because if you really want to invest in a particular aspect, in a, in a keyword, in a feature of your product, then you should definitely add that to your bullet points, your description, your backend search terms, to your title, etc. So make sure that you have, for example, a top 10, top 20, top 30 keywords that you definitely want to be associated to your products and make sure that those keywords are always present in the most important elements that are, of course, title, bullet points, uh, etc. And and should these keywords be repeated or is one time in those areas okay? Yeah, this is another $1 million uh, question. (laughs) The, The question I get most of the time is that, okay, if I have those keywords in the title, should I repeat them in the search terms? And I, I would say it depends actually. I didn't do enough A-B testing to prove this thing. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure that some of you might agree, some of you might not agree with, with what I'm saying. But normally, I tend not to duplicate the very same keywords in the search terms uh, on the back end and in the title, because those are probably some of the two most important uh, places for keywords. But definitely, if you have a keyword that is good, but it's like top, like top one, top five, you, you can definitely put it, uh, you know, you can make sure that it's everywhere because you really want to stress on those keywords. But then if you have, for example, 10 more keywords and you can only put seven in your title and you put seven in your title and then three or four or five in the back end, and then you can use the secondary keywords in your bullet points. So you can try to make a priority list, uh, priority, different priority levels. And then, you know, you can make top three, make sure to, make, to put them everywhere and then top five in two of those three elements and so on. So we, we got our keywords, we've got them added everywhere that they need to be. And so what next? Like what's next now? It's like you got the foundation set. What should people look to do? Yeah. Yeah. If you're just starting, I would say, uh, okay, make sure you have the, the right images. Actually, I also have some very good advice for the images. Don't just try to show the product. 
you know, other than the, the first image, the main image that should be the product itself only with the white background, then you can play a lot with your image. And I try to follow the Facebook rule that is not having more than 20% of text <coughs> inside the images area. But I've seen a lot of images with up to 30 or 40% of uh, image area containing text. I, I've really seen great results uh, because people do take a look at your images. So this is probably the, the, the second step. And the next thing, it would be have your PPC going, definitely. So start with your automatic campaign and manual campaign trying to divide into different uh, keyword match, broad, phrase, and exact. If you already know what are the keywords that will bring you the most value, the most sales uh, for that product, try to put more effort into exact match of those keywords. For example, one of the new strategies that we do, and we didn't come up with this strategy, it was, it was already uh, in the network uh, of sellers in the community for a while, it is even, if you're sure that that keyword has got the highest sales potential, or you can see that from your PPC report, then create one campaign targeting only one keyword exact match. This is probably the ultimate way of targeting, you know, doing micro-targeting. As I wrote in the second last blog post that we did in my blog, it was how to dominate Amazon in 2020. We said specifically that micro-targeting has got a big importance right now because you need to understand your micro-targeting. There is no space to leave to waste, wasting your budget. It is both valid for Amazon PPC, so you don't want to invest too much in the broad match and too much in keywords that are not related to your product. And also for Facebook, because the next step, after you're done with your PPC, is start your external traffic. You need to use external traffic. So it might be Facebook, you can pay your, your ads, or you can use forums if you know the right way to do it. Influencers are very good, very good uh, to use influencer marketing. And then if you can use the aid of some tracking links, uh, little super URLs that don't do black hat, but they just help you ranking with some keywords. For example, we use Pixify Me, as I said before, then you can just put it into your external traffic routine. And this is how we actually came up with this ultimate strategy. So this strategy is to pretty much have two kinds of campaigns. One is internal, another one is external. So you try to maximize both the external and internal paid traffic benefits to elevate your product. I want to dive more into the uh, external traffic. And so you mentioned some of the sources, uh, like where should people be looking to, you know, to send outside traffic? Yeah, so it depends on the capabilities of each brand, of each business. I know for a fact that Chinese brands use the heavily influencers, especially uh, you know, in the Western markets like the US and Europe. And uh, we even have right now little Amazon agencies that are just doing specifically this kind of service. You're uh, doing just, just in, in influencers only? Yes, yes, yeah. They're doing only influencers for Amazon sellers because they have this network of influencers of coupon and rebate websites for each different marketplace, for example, for Europe. Because if you as a seller, you're launching a product in Europe and you want to make a discount and you want to use a network of influencers, you can't do that using one language. You need to use five different languages. So it really does take an effort for the, to do that. So there are agencies specialized in this kind of service. So influencer marketing is definitely great, but you need to find the right niche because 
more often than not, you can actually waste your time or waste your budget unless you find the right niche. So this is, this is very important. I was going to ask, like, what about Facebook? Is that something that you use or are seeing success with? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Facebook, I would say, is number one source of external traffic because it's easy. You can, as I was uh, saying before, you can, you can set up this whole strategy, making it look like a PPC campaign, but it's not run on Amazon. It's run on Facebook. So, for example, what I do is if a seller has, let's say, $50 a day to spend on their PPC for that particular product, and they have, I don't know, two campaigns, one with you know, $25 a day each, then what I would do is I would take away $10 from those $50 budget and I would put them on Facebook and try to push external traffic. We actually see in most of the cases that this has a very, very good benefit. This allows to push the organic rank and your organic rank increases your PPC performance. And as a result, you will have more gross sales and you will depend less on PPC sales because PPC is just becoming more and more expensive. So what you want to do is you want to try to find an alternative source of traffic and clicks and sales for your products. When you're doing Facebook, is it just like uh, straight ads to your listings? Are they discount? Are you, you know, using any intermediaries like ManyChat? How do you structure the Facebook? Yeah, so you have a wide range of possibilities here. I would say the, the most important thing is that you know how eventually the user is going to buy the product. And if you have, if you do have a tracking link that can help you increase your rank for particular keywords, that's great. Now, you can, you can do it in different ways. The, the way that we do it in my agency, it's quite straightforward. We add a very simple landing page that doesn't distract the user. So the flow is this. They see the ad on Facebook. We try to make the ad as appealing as possible. So we, we make videos or we make carousels. We try to make sure that the user knows that there is a discount. So there will be a coupon code somewhere. So this is also very important. They need to have a coupon because it will help with the conversion rates. I mean, you need to give them something. It's not just, okay, get this, but get this with a discount today. So don't let this opportunity go away. And uh, there will be an intermediate landing page. It, it must be as simple as possible because you want to, you want to make sure that they are not distracted by the landing page. And then they will right. click, proceed to Amazon link, and then they will just go to Amazon and they will get their products and they will add the coupon and get the discount. Actually, in 2019, we have tested many, many different things. We tested different landing pages, different uh, you know, service providers for different things, but we actually did find the best results uh, using this kind of strategy with Pixify. Mm -hmm. There are other um, tracking link generators, but for, for Amazon, we definitely suggest this one. Yeah, so this is, this is what actually has been working the best uh, so far. Do you have a sweet spot for how much of a discount that gets people's attention and you know drives conversions, but in the interest of saving money yeah so the discount shouldn't be too high otherwise you wouldn't get the ranking benefits from amazon i believe if it's higher than 50 percent or I, I don't remember right now the exact number but anyway it shouldn't be high uh, too high i know that it might be very appealing but in my head as a user when i find a discount that might be 50% or 70% or 30% when i don't know the final price the discount doesn't really doesn't really matter because 
in our Facebook ads, we don't show the price. And if there is a preview, it doesn't really show the, 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 the price of the object or of the product on Amazon. So it doesn't really matter. Also for you as a seller, what matters is your profit margin. And because we're we are gonna give a discount pretty much to every user that comes from Facebook and we want to, to invest a consistent amount of money. Let's say we, we always start from $10 a day and then it can go up to $20, $30 a day. And this literally has to go in parallel with your PPC campaign. You don't want this discount to be too high. So we normally stay sticking between 15 to 20, 25% maximum because it has to be in the long term sustainable, this kind of discount. In terms of sending them to the landing page, are you using any tools? Are you just building the landing page on whatever your website? Uh, yeah, you have different ways of doing that. You, you could use ManyChat, as you said before. Uh, oh. I just don't do it because we, we, we see great results just without using ManyChat. But it's definitely a great way to, to get more leads and more reviews also. And if you want to get more interaction with or doing, you know, buy one, get another one. So you, you can do a lot of things with ManyChat. But for now, we're, we're not really investing in that too much because we, we want to keep things very, very straight, very simple. You can do it on a landing page, customized on your website. But why I love this, this program, Pixify Me, is because they allow you to make a landing page just by tipping, uh, you know, clicking on a button, they will automatically generate a landing page that is pretty oh. much blank. Yeah, it is with, blank. With, with, with Pixify does yes. that? Yeah, oh, they do cool. that. It is a blank page where you have just step one, two, three, copy this coupon code, apply, click to Amazon, that's it. And that's perfect because it doesn't distract the, the, final, the final customer. So this mm. for me is very important that they are attracted by a beautiful ad. So for example, we see the best conversion with video ads. And it's also very easy now to make video ads. For example, you can make video slides. You just have to, to select the right images and the right call to action. And it, it really does work. And then they get on this intermediate landing page. It's really ugly because it's, it's, it's a blank page with piece of text, but it's exactly what you need to not remove the interest because there is a preview of that product and then proceed to Amazon in huge letters. And then they just go to Amazon. So that's, in my opinion, that's another tool that I'm um, familiar with that's kind of cool with some of the stuff is called Landing Cube. You ever use them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually know them. Uh, yeah, yeah, David. I, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we use Landing Cube for a while. Our experience is that it normally works with uh, bigger discounts. Mm. Uh, yeah. What this tool does is to pretty much recreate the, landing, uh, the Amazon page so in my personal opinion, there is something that could be fixed, but it's still a great tool. And if, if you can actually apply a big discount, just go for it. They also have the option of two-step URL or uh, ranking for keywords. From how we structure our campaigns, somehow it didn't really work too much. I think we've covered a lot here. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making you know, in this process. And I mean, I mean, I guess uh, to take a step back a little bit, like, is this the process? I mean, I think we covered the keyword research, finding the right keywords, adding the right keywords, then internal and external traffic. Are we missing anything else? No, I think, I think it's okay. Yeah. PPC campaigns definitely have them going, you know, you can, you could, you could pretty much do a good job on Amazon, you know, until 2013, 2014, just by having your listing, not even optimized. <laughs> then, yeah. Then 2015. Yeah. Then 2015, you needed to have your PPC. Then 2016, 17, you needed to have very optimized listing. And now you need to have everything. You need to have optimized listing, PPC, now external traffic. So you see how things are adding up. 
So yeah, I would say that we pretty much have everything here. And then, you know, if you want to add something else, but this is, this is pretty okay for, for, for the starting point for any oh. server. And it doesn't even cost you too much. Then back to my, my other question about like, what, what are the biggest mistakes you see people make when trying to execute this strategy? Yeah, so as, as we said before, is you probably don't put enough effort in doing your research right. Or probably you know that you should use that keyword, but you don't do it because it's in the back of your mind because you already know your product, but you don't give the opportunity to, to, to people to discover the product by that keyword. So you need to put a lot of effort into putting down all the keywords that you know that are good. And then the other thing that might be the opposite of this is you try to make things too complicated. Like you start using so many tools, you start adding so many keywords from Helium 10 or Django Scout, and you don't even know if they're appropriate or not. Or, or yeah, this is also a very big mistake that I find in many sellers trying to use the reverse search agent. Like let's say you're, you just launched a product or you had your product for a while and you sell one unit per day, 10 units per day. And then you do your reverse agent using the top competitor that sells 100 units per day. That's the worst mistake ever because you're trying to compare yourself with someone who's much bigger than you. You would, you would never win. You, you would probably just get the worst keywords for that product. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point because I know that's a... Uh... I mean, that's in, what, in that's what most sellers do, but it's wrong. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, and I mean, because it can be a good you know, everything's information and data points. And, you know, like you said, also all these things, it's tools, they just like give you information and then it's up to you of what to do with it. And, exactly. you know, and I think the, re the reverse ASIN stuff is definitely, there can be value there, but what of you course. don't want to do is hundred percent copy what yeah, the exactly. seller is because exactly. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that those tools are bad. Of course they're not. Or that reverse agent shouldn't be done. Of, of course it has to be done, but you have to be smart. You have to use the tool. You, doesn't, you don't have to let the tool use yourself. You know, you have to use it in a smart way. Like you're trying to compare, like you just started bodybuilding and then you compare yourself with those who do, you know, the Olympia. This doesn't make any sense. You have to find people who you can compete with. Yeah, that is good advice. And like in everything in Amazon product yeah. ranking and in life, you know, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't compare yourself to others. And uh, you got to, you know, start at the beginning and work your way up and exactly. don't compare yourself at the people that are 10 steps ahead of you. This has been really, really informative. David, thanks so much for coming on and sharing. Before we go, if you had the number one tip for FBA sellers looking to have better success ranking their products, and I know we talked about a lot of tips. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so the, the number one tip that I always give, and it didn't change since years, is have a great product. And this is the only tip that every seller should be aware of and should respect like a sanctuary. If you don't have a good product, you're never going to make good sales because if it's not good, you're going to have problem ranking. You're going to have problem with returns, etc. You're probably copying someone else. So that's even worse because you're trying to compete with someone who was there before you for the same thing, for the same product. So just be creative, make something different, implement some other product, have a great product. This is, this is the most important thing. Also because as a consultant, I, I have been managing hundreds of accounts and I can tell you, those who make more money are, of course, those who have the good investment. You know, they're coming from big companies with good investment, but they of course have great products. If you have a shitty product, you're never going to make it. You can be the, the best genius of marketing, but you're never going to make it. The product selection is definitely an important thing in this whole business, in this whole process.
Great tip. I mean, this has been a, a lot of great value here. You know, thanks for, for coming on and, and sharing. Last but not least, if you can let the audience know where they can find out more about you. Um, yeah, they can find me on my website, wearegrowthhack.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Davide Nicolucci. I'm originally from Italy, uh, even though I pretty much don't do any more business with Italian sellers or <laughs> I'm trying to stay on the English speaking side internationally yeah then I'm on, I'm on wechat on facebook on instagram you can find me wherever i i want to put actually a link to my website a link to my youtube video where i explain this strategy probably also link to pixify me so people can find all the information that they they need david man thanks for coming on this was really great thanks to you hope we can meet up again <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right yeah. well it was, hey, thanks it was for interesting <laughs> Yeah. Thanks to you. Thanks to you. <laughs> Cheers. This has been the Ecom Exits podcast with Nate Ginsberg. If you're enjoying the Ecom Exits podcast, show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help other smart entrepreneurs find us. We appreciate your support. We have a new episode every week on the Ecom Exits podcast. So, catch you next time.